You're listening to the Friday Night Watch Show with Sally on Quality FM. Hello there friends and welcome to the Friday Night Word Show on the Gwalide FM podcast. This is a podcast that comes to you from the city of Pretoria, South Africa. This is a podcast that focuses on discussing family life issues and seeking ways on how to improve our family life experience. This is a podcast that comes to you every Friday at 1900 hours Central African time and you can find this podcast on the following platforms, you can find it on Anchor. That is anchor.fm forward slash FM. You can find us on Anchor. That is anchor.fm forward slash FM. You can also find us on Twitter. That is FM. You can find us on Instagram. That is FM underscore 19. You can also find us on Facebook. I'm your host, Tamsang. I am a husband, I'm a father, I'm an uncle, I'm a former youth director, and I am a family life speaker. And I just want to thank you for tuning in to the Friday Night Word Show and taking the time to listen to our podcast. And thank you for tuning in, for sharing the podcast with your friends. Last week, we were talking about the blame game and we continue with our series in intimacy. And this week, we are looking at the topic that says great intimacy, great sex. Great intimacy or great sex. Let me start by saying you cannot enjoy great sex if you have not enjoyed great intimacy. You cannot enjoy great sex if you have not enjoyed great intimacy. I want to start off by sharing a few stories, sharing a few experiences that I've come across or that I've experienced. Um, some years ago, about 30 years ago or so, I was listening to a radio show and on this radio show, this man writes in and says, I'm not enjoying my sexual experiences because my wife is a dolly in bed. She just lays there. I just half and puff on top of her she just doesn't move and then i'm done and that's it and there's no response from her and he was saying i am frustrated number two i was about uh about 20 years old ago i was uh doing some extra lessons for a certain group of um women these women had been working in government for some time and government had said, go back to school, consolidate your qualifications. And so they were pursuing a diploma. And so I was just taking them, uh, I was tutoring them in a particular subject that they were struggling with. And these were women that had been married for plus minus 15 years. And for some reason, a conversation arises amongst these women. And I'm part of that conversation and this woman says i have never experienced an orgasm since i was married this woman says i am sexually frustrated and one of the women there says every time my husband wants to have sex with me he just 
nudges me with his knee and we, he just gets on top of me has sex for one or two minutes with me and comes and he is done and this woman was saying i am sexually frustrated i feel like i've not had sex since i was married i also had another experience where uh this man tells me i don't want to have sex with my wife anymore it, it always feels as if she uses sex as a weapon and i'll rather stay as i am than be controlled by her by using sex and, and so this 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 brought me to a, a, a thought to say and i i read up on it i read up on sex quite extensively and it brought me to a point where i found a research that says about 60 percent of married couples are sexually frustrated or are not happy with their sexual life about 60 percent of married people are not satisfied with their sexual life they might be satisfied with other things in their marriage but 60 percent of people that are married are empty and hungry for sexual satisfaction in actual fact it gets me to a point uh let me just be honest and clear to say for me where i stand is this sex number one is for married people sex is for married people and this is according to the bible because the bible describes sex outside marriage as a sin it calls sex outside marriage fornication so fornication is a sin so this discussion is based on sex between a man and a woman that are married i am talking about sex from the perspective of a man and a woman that are married and 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 so the first thing that i wanted to understand around sex is and intimacy what is sex i said to myself what is sex and I, I i i i researched i read around but i ended up going back to the bible the bible says a man shall live in the book of genesis a man shall leave his father and his mother and go and and marry his wife and cleave and they shall become one so i began to understand the issue of saying cleaving is just not only physical it is emotional it is intellectual it is spiritual it is social it is you cleave with your wife or your husband in every way so sex is the coming together of two souls spiritually physically emotionally and intellectually it is the cleaving of two souls with a purpose to satisfy one another in every way possible that is sexually so sex is just not only physical it is emotional it is spiritual it is physical if you want to realize how sex is just not only physical think of this everyone will tell you of the person that they had their first sexual experience with their first kiss their first uh touch their first the person whom they gave their virginity to that is how powerful sex is it is so powerful that the people that we share our sexual experiences with it means that we then share a bond with whether we agree with it or not whether we've agreed with them or not we share some form of bond 
with. And, 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 and so the question is, then we move on. We said we've defined what sex is. Sex is the coming together. So we, we then want to go back to say, what is intimacy? Intimacy is the getting, is spouses getting to know one another. Getting to know one another, seeing into each other, knowing each other deeply. And when they've known each other deeply, helping each other become the best version of what God intended them to be. So, so when you combine the two, it, it's then what we call sexual intimacy. Sexual intimacy. And, and so what is then sexual Intimacy. Sexual intimacy is knowing each other fully. Now, the Bible, when it talks about sex, the first time I, uh, it records sex, it says Adam knew his wife Eve. It does not say he lay with her. It says Adam knew his wife Eve. And I've always wondered why would the Bible describe sex as knowing? Why would the Bible describe sex as knowing one another now (laughs) let's maybe try and define that let's try and define that how do you get to know a person how do you get to know a person when you meet up with a person the first thing is you there's the basics you greet each other You talk about the basics. You don't talk about yourself. You talk about the external issues, the things that surround you. You don't talk about the, you know, the challenges that you are facing as husband or as as human beings. Then you begin to get to know one another. You then begin to talk about your, your, you know, your favorite things. But to cut the long story short, you get to a point where you are talking about the most intimate, the most private things. And you get to a point where then you are now then married as husband and wife. And now that you are married, this is what you then do. You then consummate your marriage. You then open up. You then become naked. You, so what it means is you are not sleeping with a stranger. You are not sleeping with a stranger. You are sleeping with somebody that you have established a relationship with. Somebody that you have, you've put time aside to get to know more and more better and better. And so when you, you know, you know this person emotionally, you know this person mentally, you know this person spiritually you know this person socially and so then what you then do you then get to a point where you then get to know them physically you get to know them physically and this is the challenge that we have most of us have rushed to know each other physically without knowing each other before without knowing each other mentally socially um you know spiritually this is why you've got a lot of one night stands. This is why people have got affairs. You, you, you know, an affair, the ultimate aim of an affair is never to fulfill each other in all facets. The ultimate goal of an affair is to know each other physically. 
And when you get to know each other physically, there is nothing more thereafter. When people know each other physically, there is nothing more to pursue. And and so when Adam gets to a point where he knows Eve, he's just no, not knowing her physically. He has spent time with her in the garden. They've shared time together. They've shared experiences. And so when Eve opens herself or gives herself up to Adam, it is because she knows she she has put trust in him and 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 that's another challenge there are a lot of couples who are having sex with one another but they don't trust each other so it means that when where there is no trust there is no intimacy where there is no trust there is no intimacy now let 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 let, let me go to the physical the way God created a man and a woman, and I find it very fascinating, talking about knowing. Now, a woman is created with her genitals, you know, inside her body. So, a man penetrates a woman. He enters into a woman. And it, 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 it actually makes me think of this. When we grew up, our parents always used to say, don't talk to strangers. Don't let strangers into the house lest they steal, lest they take something from the house, or lest they bring some form of harm to you. And so, intimacy says, a woman does not open up. You know, a woman has got thighs. And, and, and her legs. And you, you, you hear the statement, don't go around opening your legs for any man or any boy. And so her legs all act as a door to, to the ultimate place where a man wants to go. And so what a woman does, she closes, when she has closed her legs, it means she has closed the door to her most intimate and secret physical place. And so, when a woman opens up, she is saying, I'm letting you in because I know you. But unfortunately, we have got marriages where intimacy has not been cultivated. Meaning that we have got married people that are still strangers one to another, who do not know each other. And so, this, these married women are letting in strangers. And, and, and so, um a man is is created to have a penis that hangs out and and this penis it needs to be put into a vagina in order for one to get sexual satisfaction and so when i grew up we grew up being told don't go around putting your your hand in places where you do not know what lies in there don't put your 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 hand in strange places and so there are men husbands that are going into places that they do not know into strange places what am i saying i'm saying that there are married men who have not created intimacy with their wives their wives are strangers to them they think they know their wives but they are, they, they they have not created a place of trust a place of openness, a place where they can trust one another to such an extent 
that they are free and open. And so there are husbands that are strangers to their wives. There are husbands that go into places that they do not know. And they think they know, yet they do not know. And the question I want to pose is, do you know your spouse? Do you know your spouse? Do you know your spouse or your spouse is still a stranger unto you? Or your spouse is still a stranger unto you? So, intimacy. Let me go back to intimacy. Intimacy is the garden where your marriage lies in. When two people get married, they they really don't know each other. And so what then happens is, when 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 we get married, what we then need to do is to get to a point where we begin to know one another. We know each other, our joys, our fears, our worries. Now let me let me narrow it down. Do you know what kind of sexual preferences your does your spouse have? Do you know the kind of sexual preferences your spouse has let me ask that one again do you know the kind of sexual preferences your spouse has is is your spouse the conservative type sexually the one that does not know that does not want to explore the one that says um this is the way we do it i don't want to change it this is the way I learned it. I do not want to unlearn it. Do you know whether your spouse is the adventurous type? One time I was talking to, to, to somebody and, uh, they, they got home, you know, especially back in the day. And in one of the conversations that I had with these women, this woman says when they got home and they wanted, one day when they wanted to, have a different sexual experiences. She tried to get on top of the husband. And the husband was very angry and said, where did you learn this? So you've been sleeping around with other men. What, what kind of a filthy woman are you? Do you know whether your, your spouse is adventurous? Whether they're, they're the kind that says, I want to explore. I want to try something new because different is exciting. Do you know if if your spouse is a the dutiful kind of spouse towards sex? Dutiful meaning that sex is on my to-do list. I am responsible to fulfill my sexual duty. The kind of people that say, you know what? I've got to give my husband sex because you know it's my duty as a wife. And if I don't give it to them, someone else will give it to them. Oh, I've got to give it to my wife or else they'll go and get it somewhere. It's my duty as a, as a husband, you know? Or there's the, do you know whether your spouse is the me focused type towards sex? The one that says, let's focus on what I like best and is the most enjoyable for me. Or your spouse is the we focused. Whatever we do, we do, we do it together as a team and is the most important. Do you know? You, the sexual preferences your spouse has. Now, oh, do you know the sexual history of 
or and the sexual imprint your spouse has how was your spouse introduced to sex now let let, let me dwell a bit on this why it's important to have intimacy because intimacy allows you to get to a point where you are comfortable and open enough to talk about your sexual thoughts your sexual desires your sexual history and imprint why because as human beings if we don't build or establish a relationship we tend to harm or hurt each other when one opens up the most intimate details of their lives so intimacy arms you with the skill or a tool that says if you open up and tell me the most intimate things about your sexual life i will not judge you nor condemn you but i will help you i will find ways on helping you or improving you or on working together as a team to become better sexually i remember some 15 years ago i had a friend and this friend was about to get married and she says to me i was raped i was raped by my uncle and i don't know how i'm going to tell my husband that i was raped my my husband thinks i'm a virgin and 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 i'm afraid to have sex i then said to to her i said find a way of being comfortable together you know and find ways explore ways on how to you know open up and share this experience i don't know what then later happened between the two but for me that was also another lesson to say when you begin to understand where a person is coming from sexually it helps you find a way on how to connect or relate with this person sexually with regards as to where you are going to as husband and wife some people come from a background that says sex is dirty sex is filthy and no matter how much you try and initiate sex no matter how much you try and make them realize that sex is god given and sex is beautiful there are many that will resist until unless and until they go for counseling professional help or they talk to somebody that is a pillar to them and so this is why intimacy is important for you to understand where this person stands it is also important to understand each other intimately so that you can begin to talk about the frequency of sex there are some couples right now as we speak who are having less or no sex at all there are some people who are having sex once a week there are some people who are having sex once a month actually they say you know south korea is one country that is struggling with that issue where people are not south korea and japan where people are no longer having married couples are not having sex because they are pursuing their careers they are pursuing wealth and it's not only in south korea and japan but even here in africa people are struggling there are people who are saying i've not had sex in a long time the frequency of our sex is so is so low that i've even forgotten what it feels like to have regular sex and so when you are when your intimacy is healthy and it is good you you are able to sit down and say 
how often do you want to have sex? And then you begin to pursue that road to say, this is how often we want to have sex. And so what then is the ultimate goal for sex that makes sex pleasurable? If your sex is God-focused, now what do I mean when I say it is God-focused? And and, and and try and understand me. Sex is uh, sex is amazing. Sex is nice. Sex is delicious, you know. It's a, it's a beautiful. It's a be- I enjoy sex. I love sex. Sex did not come about because my father Adam thought about it. Sex came into being because God said it is not good for men to be alone. And one of the good things that God gives Adam and Eve is sex. And think about it. Which human being would have thought of having sex? So sex is a gift. And so when, 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 Adam, when, when two are married, God is saying sexually, your, the focus is I've given you this human being as a gift. And, and, and please listen to me carefully. I, and I'll talk about this from a male perspective. A woman is a beautiful creature. A woman has got supple skin. She's got soft and tender skin. She has got a beautiful anatomy. Her breasts are beautiful. Her breasts are an amazing part of her body. Her thighs, her thighs can trigger something. Even a woman's fingers, the way they're shaped, even her eyes, even her nose, even, you know, a woman is a beautiful creature. And so when you, when you experience a woman, there is nothing that you can say but say praise to be God. Only God could have designed such an ultimate piece of beauty. God is good. God is only Him could have designed such an amazing thing. I mean, I mean, a man, the way a man is so, the way a, 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 a man is shaped, a man is tough. His skin is, is a bit roughish. It's, it's, it's tough. A, a man is muscular. And I want to believe that women love that. Women love the way a man is shaped, the height, the, the shape of a man's body. I want to believe that I'm not a woman, so I'm, I'm speaking out of, you know, thought. I'm, 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 I'm assuming this is how they would love it. And so God creates this amazing creature. And so God says, it's me who created this. And so what do we say when we see our spouse's body? God is great. God is good. God is amazing. And because God created this human being, it is my duty. It is my role. It is my desire to fulfill this person. It is my desire that, and, 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 and listen to this. Intimacy says, I know. I've, I've, I've researched. I've studied you. This is what you enjoy. This is what you want. This is what pleases you. In actual fact, if you go to the, I think it's in the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, the, the, the Bible says, when a man got married, he would be left home for a year, and he would not go to war, because he would remain home to please his wife. 
And so you are saying, I, I want to discover, I want to find out the things that please you, the things that give you pleasure, the things that give you satisfaction, intimacy. You discover them through intimacy. Remember our first conversation, we said, Intellectual intimacy is when you talk to each other. You discover things about one another. And so, as you begin to talk, you discover things about each other. And, and, and so, sexual communication is very important. And if you feel offended when your spouse tells you, when they're being intimate with you, to say, this is what I enjoy, this is what I want. Don't feel offended. Your spouse is simply giving you the tools You've got an opportunity. And when your spouse opens up and tells you and they're intimate with you, they are saying, I'm giving you the tools and the equipment to utilize the opportunity. Now, let me say it. Every time we have sex as husband and wife, it is an opportunity to improve. It is an opportunity to become better. It is an opportunity to develop. Now, Initially, I spoke about husband and wife being strangers one to another. What am I saying? And I want to go back to that point because I want to touch on something critical and important there. Most of us have have ceased to discover our spouses. And so what it means is we have ceased to discover the amazing things about them. Most of us have got have fallen into a routine. We have fallen into this way of doing things and we do not want to change. In actual fact, most of us have got to a point where if our spouse is clamoring for change or clamoring for some, for a, a different or new experience, we find it offensive. We are offended. By our spouse wanting a new experience. Are you saying I'm not performing? Are you saying I'm not fulfilling you? And some of us even go to a point where we say, go there, go to your, your, to your cherries out there or go to your boyfriends out there who will satisfy you because clearly I'm not satisfying you. And we hide under the veil that, that poor excuse. And, and, and so I'm saying before we even get to the bed we before we even open up our nakedness one to another it is important that we open up one to another our emotional our mental our spiritual nakedness you know if we can connect outside we will also find ways to connect inside the bedroom there, you know, intimacy also gives you this platform to say, I enjoy to open up about initiating sex. You know, some couples are fighting right now about who is initiating sex. I've been initiating sex and you are not initiating it. I'm tired of initiating it. But if you develop in, in, in your, your, your intimacy, you begin to discover you i mean when when your husband says i enjoy it when you initiate sex it makes me feel you want me it makes me feel you are part of me cuz mostly it's men that are complaining about wives not initiating sex so what it does is it helps you get to understand your spouse 
It also it also helps to say intimacy also helps the the, the, the knowing each other helps you to get to a point where you understand to say what kind of sex can I give my spouse? Now when I talk about what kind of sex I'm talking about a quickie. Some I'm talking about the slow. I'm talking about different types of sex. There's different types of sex. Sometimes you will understand that when you've got to know your, your spouse, when you're intimate with them, you'll get to a point where you'll understand that, oh, sometimes it's better to give them a quickie. Or sometimes it's better to be slow and steady. Like as if you're cooking beans. You know, you when you're cooking beans, you'll cook them nice and steady until they are ripe. You don't rush them. Sometimes you'll understand that you need, they, your spouse needs adventurous, exciting sex. And, 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 and we, we say this because we are human beings, we develop, we change, we grow. Sometimes you might discover that you are married to somebody who's got a low sex drive. And at one point, this person who's got a low sex drive, they might get to a point where their sex drive might increase because as human beings, we are created to develop, we are created to, when we are not stagnant, we change, we become, we, 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 we become different day in and day out. And so as you grow in intimacy, you begin to understand these dynamics. And so it's important to talk intimacy. It, it is important to open up, but in opening up, you need to develop to the right platform, the right environment. Be trustworthy. Can I trust you enough that when I've opened enough up to you, you won't take what I've said and use it as a weapon against me? You won't take what I've said and, and harm me with it? So I'm saying... Don't wake up today and say, because you've listened to this podcast, okay, let's talk about our sex life. No, you need to develop the right environment, create the right environment. And when you are comfortable enough as husband and wife, you will then talk about it. You'll talk about your sexual life. Don't be frustrated in your corner. And and so I just want to also highlight one or two solutions. If you're a couple that is having less and less sex, have a day set for sex. Have a day set for sex. If you say Wednesday is our day of sex, it might sound unromantic. But it's got its advantages because it takes away the guessing. Will we have it tonight or we won't? Will we have it today? Or how does he look? How does she look? Are they in the mood? So when you have got a day set for that, what it does, it, it helps your mind tune itself to say, to prepare yourself for that time. And, and, and it takes away this frustration of where people are having less and less sex. And, 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 and so, in, in, in summary, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen, sex is a very sensitive subject. It is a subject where most couples are struggling with. It is a subject where if we do not address it in the right way and in the right manner, most of us will die of frustration. Most of us will die of frustration. 
And I just want to encourage you. Create the right intimacy in order to be able to tackle your sexual issues. Create the right thinking within your relationship so that you are able to address the issues that affect you as husband and wife. Number two, if you are using porn to try and address the issues that you are in your marriage, you are doing more harm than good. And I just want to highlight what porn does to marriage. Porn reduces your desire for your spouse. It damages your libido, that is your sexual drive. It makes you a lousy uh, lover because you just want to get right to the act with no foreplay. And you all, all you are aiming for is to just to come. Porn makes you feel critical of your spouse and less in love. You, you say, I don't know what to bed in. You, you just don't know how to play in the bed. You are a poor, you know, gymnast in bed. Porn increases instances of premature ejaculation. Porn increases the chance, it, it increases the chances of erectile dysfunction. Porn restricts your view of what is attractive. You no longer look, see your wife as attractive. Porn makes sex seem like too much work. Porn causes selfishness in other areas of your relationship too. And so if there's porn in your relationship, or if you're consuming porn, you know, in a, in a hidden manner, you're causing more harm than good in your relationship. And so, ladies and gentlemen, sex is an opportunity to experience your spouse more intimately. And we say it, sex is not intimacy. Intimacy is not sex, but sex is part of what makes up intimacy. And so if you are, if you've got this desire to have a better sex life than what you are having right now, Invest in it. Invest in your sexual life. Invest, put time, put resources in sex. In your sexual life as husband and wife. Invest in your intimacy. Invest in one another to such an extent that you are able, you are free and you are open to say, this is the area that we need to improve in. Invest in becoming closer and closer to your spouse. Invest in your friendship so that you are not strangers one to another. Invest in discovering what is it that, what is my spouse like? What are their sexual preferences? What is it that they desire? Invest in God. Pray to God about your sex life. Pray to God to show you what is it that you need to know about your spouse sexually. Ask God, what can I do to please my wife or to please my husband sexually? What can I do to become a better husband, to become a better wife? 
Invest in your intimacy as husband and wife. Spend time together. Get to know each other. Invest in being open-minded. Invest in being in listening to understand. Don't listen to condemn. Where did you get those things? It is your friends that are teaching you these things. You are a filthy no. Invest in development. Sex is a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm not shy to say I enjoy it. And and it's delicious. It is sweet. And I have not discovered even 10% of what sex is. And God has put sex for us so that we may discover also Him in the process. We may discover His glory. And I want to say to you and me, sex has got so many things that we can discover about the other person. And then listen until we invest in this, in these things that I've mentioned. Sex will remain an enigma. It will remain a mystery to us. Invest in one another. Be supportive of one another. Encouraging of one another. And you will taste the ultimate thing about sex. Your spouse is the ultimate. Your spouse has got all the tools and the resources that you need to experience the best of sex. All you need to do is to cultivate and invest in them. Most of us want to harvest where we have not worked. We want to get into a field that is ripe and ready. And most of us are experiencing frustrations because we have not harvested, we have not worked you know, tend over the soil in our relationship. We have not put in the fertilizers. We have not put in the water. We have not put in the nutrients. We have not put in the resources that are needed in our marriages. And so we face sexual frustrations. And I want to encourage you. If you need counseling, there are some problems that you don't need to talk to with your spouse. Go and seek counseling. Go and seek professional help. Go and talk to, if you can't afford professional help, let there be somebody who is committed to you. Somebody who will not share your secrets. Somebody who will not divulge the most intimate of your thoughts. Somebody who has got your back through and through. Pray for that person. But most of all, go to God. Don't be shy to pray for your sex life in front of God. He know he can see you when you're having sex. So why are you afraid to talk to him about it? Pray about your sexual life. There is so much that you and I can experience in our sexual lives. And I pray that may God help you and your spouse to experience a better sex life. May your intimacy also play a major role in helping you to experience a better, fruitful, fulfilling, amazing, mind-blowing sex life. May the good Lord bless you. You've been listening to the Friday Night Word Show on the Golide FM podcast. Until we meet again, may the good Lord bless you. Ciao.
It's not an easy road. It's not an easy road. It's not it is not an easy road. It's we are traveling to heaven, though many other thorns on the It's not an easy road. 
is not an easy road. We are traveling to heaven.